0: forward slash mindcast that's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60 day free trial let linkedin sales navigator help you sell like a superstar today just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started
1: i still think tesla long term is a great buy as a company I think a lot of the times people get caught up in the short term, and this is where don't not getting caught up in headline news, I'm not convinced that they're going to, you know, do terrible forever, and this is the end of Tesla and this and that. I just think that they're not going to grow as fast as they have been in the past, which is nothing new. Apple's going through that. Yep. Microsoft went through that. I mean, they're going to have to start diversifying their business practice because they've released pretty much all their models minus the truck that's supposed to come out. And I just think that people are hyper-focusing on the negative and not saying like, okay, well, yeah, but overall, they're still the most profitable car company in the world.
0: What's going on, guys? Welcome into the first this is the first Money Moves episode of 2023. What a year. Of course, your host, Maddie A., my co host, Mr. Up? Breedwell. We cover all things stocks, real estate, investing, and personal finance to help you on your wealth building journey. Man, this last year was pretty wild. I was wild. reading a crazy statistic $18 trillion wiped off of global markets mm. in 2022, 8.3 trillion of that in the US alone
1: unrealized obviously
0: correct mm-hmm. key word there i like that yep worst year on record since 2008 Eight. and i think you and i are coming into 2023 more optimistic and excited
1: oh i love it like it's it's you know uh seven times this has happened if you back test the s&p since the 1920s a market drop of we're going to be say between friends it was down 20 percent because 19.8 with general accepted accounting practices is 20 percent uh, or nineteen point eighteen point nine, but then you know what? It's twenty nineteen point nine. Anyway, Anyway, um, seven times that's happened. Uh, if you back up to, I believe the S&P 500 came out as an index officially in 1954. I think that might be right. Don't quote me on that. I think it is right. Um, five times it has happened and three, excuse me, five times out of the five times since then when you had a market drop like this, the following year, we've had a very, very big rebound, a percentage rebound higher than the percentage drop. And the two times it didn't was 1930, 30 and 1931. Um, and those are the it's back mm-hmm. testing. Cause we didn't have the S and P 500 back then. We yep. just had the U S stock market. Um, so anyway, that, that's something to keep in mind and why I've been saying it, that, This market cycle was a little bit long in the tooth, I think, and it started about this time last year, um, the beginnings of it in November 2021. And I think moving forward, what we're going to see is um, the bond market is pretty strongly indicating that there's a stock market rebound to happen sometime within the next three to six months. So Um, we've got some predictions from certain
0: members of the financial community on what they think is going to take place in 2023. So we're going to talk about... Shot my shot already, but we'll get back to it. Yeah, I know, I know what you think. I want to get your thoughts and take on Michael Berry of the um, Big Short. His is it or Berry? Berry, Berry, either or. Like Berry We'll be talking about that. We've got some... Man, This the beginning of this year, outside of kind of the financial market, really had some crazy kickoffs to... Uh, 2023 mm-hmm. some big news with uh just kind of some cultural stuff dana white uh a big crap. sad thing that happened last night with nfl football yeah. we've got some you know big stuff going on with uh, the house speaker right now trump's tax returns were finally released this last week mm-hmm. we've got uh some very interesting comments coming out from grant cardone around really what defines whether you're a uh, successful contributing, you know, individual. 400 okay. racks, baby. So we're going to we got we, we want to get some thoughts and opinions mm-hmm. out around some of these, you know, uh, current events and and cultural items, but of course, if you are new to the show, welcome. We talk all things stocks, real estate investing and personal finance. Yes, we Ultimately, we just want to create a space a weekly platform for plugging into conversation around topics we believe are either one, interesting, two, help build your skills and or your mindset and ultimately your bank account up in a way that serves you and your future for you know unlocking and achieving that financial freedom. Agreed. So with that being said, if you're new to the show, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. If you enjoy the show, all we ask is that you take 90 seconds, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. It's how we continue to share the message, share it with a friend, a family member, coworker, whoever you think might get some value from this. Yep. And of course, don't forget to take advantage of all the freebies and resources that we offer our Millionaire Mindcast family. Mm. You can check those out at millionairemindcast.com. We got the Rich Life Planner in the store. We've got... The notes and text letter that I send out each and every week with some cool stuff. If you want to know what I'm up to, Mr. Breedwell and his amazing team offer massive value to anybody that wants to have somebody go through their financial investment portfolio with a fine tooth comb. Um, you can text the word x-ray to eight four 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 seven fifteen fifty five 447 to take advantage of that. We got some exciting upcoming events. Mm-hmm. You can text the word events. If you want to come hang out with us for a day, whether that's in our Wealth Wine and Dine events out in Napa, we got some tour of Tahoe, exciting stuff that we're rolling out here. Uh, So you can text the word events to that same phone number. And of course, all my credit investors. uh, First off, big shout out to everybody that got involved, uh, either on the list or that got involved in actual syndications or investment opportunities. Green Coffee Company was a massive success and has been crushing. Um, We've got the Artista Hotel. We had the apartments out in Houston. Uh, Got some really exciting stuff coming up. This year that I am really excited to be sharing with you guys. So that being said, if you're an accredited investor, you want to get on my deals list, look at different opportunities for 2023, just text the word deals to 844-447-1555. So with that being said, I, I'm just curious. I want to get your thoughts on, we'll, we'll just knock some politics out real quick. Um, Uh-oh. They were fighting hard to get Trump's tax returns released. And I kind of feel like this is going to backfire on you know the people that felt like they were going to oust Trump yeah there was and nothing illegal
1: found no
0: I mean, it was it was kind of just another, in my opinion, and again, you know, Trump's not my favorite person. I was telling somebody you know. earlier, you know, just like this whole Andrew Tate guy that's all over the internet Yeah, that people hate. He got swatted. They, you know, arrested him in uh, Romania on potential human trafficking, you know, concerns, which yep. I, I thought was funny, right? If they were really concerned about human trafficking, they would, you know, release... Uh, and investigate, you know, Epstein's little black book. But of course, they're not doing that. But this guy, who's like the most hated man on the internet right now, um, a lot of of women don't like him. Um, And just his delivery and how he goes about doing things is not the most tasteful. But then he's got like 50% of kind of some of the stuff he says that it's like,
1: he said not, some of the stuff I've heard him say is is just it's, like anybody can say the right thing. It's just some he said some things that I was like, Whoa.
0: Yeah, he's out there,
1: very it's aggressive, a little,
0: yeah. little arrogant, you know, comes off very pompous. Yep. Yep. But then it was almost like the same thing where I'm like, Trump is that same type of figure where pompous, arrogant, you know, some of the ways he comes off and delivers content. And his leadership style is not always the best received. But yeah. that doesn't take away from the fact that he can still have good points, truth and fact getting delivered. And same and thing. of
1: policy. And just like with Joe Biden, I was may I agree could, with him, but some of the policies exactly. that he's done are working and, and I agree with.
0: You could say the same thing about Biden, right? Or anybody on the yeah. left, right? Or, or really anybody that you maybe disagree with or don't align with that just because you don't like them or like what they stand for, who they are, that they can't deliver some type of truth or, or value to you, right? Agreed. And so staying open-minded to that. And I think this is one of those examples with, you know, Trump's tax returns is it was just this witch hunt. People hated him. They were driving everything off of emotion, trying to smear campaign him and drag him through the mud. And his tax return, well, they finally got his, what they wanted exposed, which I think now is going to really backfire that it's time for other politicians to, to hand over their tax returns, and they opened a door that might be, you know, Pandora's box that you can't get they closed up precedent. anymore. Yeah, they
1: set a precedent. That's what I would say. That that's called. And the thing is, I was talking to somebody about it that was in disagreement with me and was saying, "Well, yeah, but he didn't pay taxes." And I was like, "Well, yeah, I do the same thing. I do. I write." Apple doesn't of, pay taxes. Yeah. Tesla doesn't pay taxes. I so mean, it's legal tax
0: code was written. Yeah. For. Ben- a certain way and a certain reason for the benefit of, of corporations.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and so, so if you're a corporation, a lot of the times, or, you, or you're a full time real estate investor in a corporation and you own lots of real estate, you get tons of benefits. I
0: mean, you, it is, I remember one of my early mentors sharing this with me of saying, don't get mad at people for playing the game the way the rules are written. You get upset at the game. And if you really feel that passionate about it, then you do something about changing the mm-hmm. game. Or you play the game within the rules and you do it to the best of your capacity in a way that you feel is aligned with your morals and values. But when it comes yeah. to taxes, like you got to understand if you want to make a lot of money, you if you want to be wealthy, you need to understand how to play the game of taxes. Mm-hmm. It's just – and Trump comes from a world that he built all of his wealth in The corporate world, the corporate world knows how to take advantage of the tax code and
1: real estate and real real estate, estate.
0: businesses and real estate. Right. So I just uh, I thought that was interesting. They came out. There were years that he made millions and paid millions. There were years that he lost millions and paid zero. And he followed the rule of the law. So thought that was really interesting. This whole House Speaker thing. I don't know if it's really too relevant to what's going on this year in terms Mm. of the financial markets, but. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy fails to get enough speaker votes for now. I think the second time they're going for ballot number three right now, which ultimately I don't think has happened in like the course of the last hundred years. Yeah,
1: I don't know. What does that tell you, though? Like, are we that fractured? I think there's just this is what I think. I think it's such a slim margin of a majority that it only takes a few people to kind of. Push the envelope. And I think some of the people that are pushing the envelope are asking for things that he may not want to give concessions on. Um, I think you mentioned there were some leadership roles and some Mm -hmm. things that they wanted done. Um, And and I believe a lot of it's that based on the people that are doing it is probably politically motivated. Um, So I'm not for that necessarily, but I also don't know all the details. So I would say that overall I feel like, you know, the House is finally Republican. I'd rather see some cooperation so there's some can stuff that can be done because it just doesn't look good as a party as a whole when we've... It looks like, like a disaster right now. Yeah, it just doesn't look like we have good defined leadership. And so that
0: looks sloppy. Especially the Republican you- Party kind of looks like it's slowly unraveling in certain areas. Yeah, And that's... Uh,
1: and a lot of those people are, are the
0: like, you know, Trump era politicians that are still, you got the MAGA, you know, right. And then you got kind of the left leaning, right. The rhinos, right. And there's yeah. kind of this division in the party yep. that ultimately is maybe not serving the party as a whole collectively. Agreed. So that one thing we do know about the left is they are very united. 100%. <laughs> yeah. They ride right. or die yeah. for the left. Yes, they do. And there is, there's no, you know, gray area in that party. No. So, this last week, some interesting stats came out around, Elon Musk is in the news all the time. Yeah. Tesla's been having some challenges. A lot of them. Yep, they missed And are, and are those valid in terms are- of the future of the stock? And should investors be concerned? Because a lot of people threw a lot of money at Tesla, you know, 20 t- post-COVID, let's yeah. say.
1: Um, I still think Tesla long-term is a great buy as a, as a company, I think a lot of the times people get caught up in the short term. Um, and this is where don't not getting caught up in headline news. Um, I'm not convinced that they're going to, you know, do terrible forever. And this is the end of Tesla and this and that. I just think that they're not going to grow as fast as they have been in the past, which is nothing new. Apple's going through that. Microsoft went through that. Um, and they're going to have to start diversifying their business practice because they've they've released pretty much all their models minus the truck that's supposed to come out. And I, I just think that people are hyper-focusing on the negative and not saying like, okay, well, yeah, but overall they're still the most profitable car company in the world, or at least in the United States. Like much more profitable than GM, much more profitable than Ford, much more profitable than... Um, mm-hmm all the other automakers that are domestically producing cars. And I think that a lot of people just want to see them fail because they've been predicted to fail for so long and they haven't. So this is kind of like the bears are finally well, and then making money. Not only just added fuel to the fire for
0: so many people, right. That just want to see him fail. Correct. Whatever his name is attached to. Correct.
1: So I'm, I'm not as worried as maybe some people are. Their stock price is down almost 70% year to date. Um, But I do think what will probably happen is Elon will name a new CEO eventually to run the day-to-day operations and you'll see a pop in that stock um, Mm -hmm. because of that to the tune of 10 plus percent probably. So um, I don't think it's a bad time to buy stuff. Like I said, if you're a real investor and you invest and you long-term, it's a great time to buy stuff because things are cheap. Yep. Yeah, he is... Uh, And SpaceX has just raised, I believe, $750 million at like almost a $200 billion valuation. Yep. So you have all these business entities that he's still involved in that are still going to be profitable. And he's just moving from one thing to the next thing to the next. Oh, that's thing,
0: not even the next. Thing. A, a lot of people don't know that he is heavily involved and a big, big leader in a lot of the AI spaces. Yeah, the a chat,
1: lot of the is, is chat, yeah. GPT,
0: you know, a lot. And he's a big proponent of open source. Right. So. A lot that's of the why other
1: Tesla co- code is open source, uh-huh. there.
0: and a lot of the other companies that are now starting to plug in and leverage what's going on with AI, Edge, Chat GPT, as well as some of the other kind of platforms. You've got, um, oh, what's the one that uh, the deep fakes? Oh, yeah, that is that. that his company, <laughs> he's tied to that. Like, he's in so many <laughs> forward thinking type of companies that, um, and that's where. I, I thought this somebody was like oh my gosh you know people are making a big deal of this Elon Musk is the first person on planet Earth to ever lose 200 billion dollars in net worth and he went from 347 billion down to a measly 137 billion dollars that being said I and somebody was like man do you like do you think he's like depressed and he's and I was like he could give could care you know, he could care less about his net worth this guy is driven by changing the world by you know empowering the human you know species to live way beyond in very hopefully positive and constructive ways hence why he went after and spent as much money as he did on you know twitter he's like i did part of this was yeah like i believe I in want the, the priest. company i want the company but the other part of this is like this is for humanity. I believe in free speech. I believe in America.
1: Like I, I can make money on this, and I can do good for the world, just like you did with Tesla. So, does Elon Musk care that his net worth dropped two hundred
0: billion, like everybody else, you know, does? No, I really don't think he does, because he's driven by impact. He's driven by legacy, and he's driven by legitimately transforming,
1: you know, the world that we live in today. So, yep. so I'm not too terribly worried about it. I think that they're gonna figure a way to come out of it. They'll probably do a split sometime in the future again. Uh, I think that they're nothing to be concerned about. Yeah. And before
0: we move on from kind of the AI chat GPT, Jasper AI, there's a bunch of these companies popping up. You know, if you're a business owner, I would heavily look into and investigate some of the cool stuff that's going on in this space. A lot of people are worried about it. A lot of people are arguing that it's going to, you know, completely eradicate certain jobs and, I don't disagree with that, actually, but I also think it's going to completely open up an entire new industry and landscape just as other, you know, generational, you know, technologies have come in and made others obsolete. They've also completely transformed and created completely new ecosystems of opportunity for people. And I think that, um, you know, we're we're right at the cusp. This is a very, very early, early, early adoption type of uh, space and industry that is changing very rapidly because AI is exponential. Um, But some really cool stuff that you can leverage in your business, you know, and I think serve you in a way that deserves some attention. So if you're sleeping on ChatGPT and Jasper AI, you know, some of these other AI companies, um, I'd, I'd, I'd maybe revisit those ideas a little bit and think about how they can serve you and how you can utilize them in a way that creates leverage and opportunity versus being afraid of them. I agree. Some really sad stuff that kind of occurred, not a positive way for some people to start the year last night, NFL football player, DeMar Hamlin collapsed on
1: the football field after making just a, a routine tackle. Yeah. Um, I saw some reports and said he got hit in the chest, which there was a, I would say that is his body to body tackle, but I don't think that's an um, uncommon tackle. So it was crazy to watch because I had, I, it was on and, you know, he just stood up and then just fell over. It was wild. I I was like, I initially thought what happened was like, you know, when you like, um, have you ever gotten like a lower back, like pinch or pain yeah and like, yeah and you're just like breath you, you away. Can't, yeah and you can't stand up correct and just go straight yeah it's happened to me in baseball so i was like oh he got a lower like a i don't know a stinger or something like that and then people were doing cpr on him and i was like holy crap yeah uh um, that was pretty sobering
0: you yeah re- you realize you know we we as sports fans in general we get so wrapped up in the fact that you know it's entertainment right and we're just so you almost forget that these are human beings laying their life on the line every day this kid you know has kids himself you know he's the one who's kind of the provider for his family and you know his extended family in a lot of these situations so that was a sobering moment i you hate seeing that and you know it makes you uh, makes you wonder what happened you know how to was there a pre-existing condition that he had right is there you know something else that's getting tied into this you know you're seeing a lot of people talk about whether it has to do with him getting you know the the C19 you know vaccination whether it has nothing to do with that at all but it's um you know nonetheless whatever whatever side you know or or you know thoughts you think about around that it, you you want to be team human first um, and i was you know very interested to
1: see dana white ufc president in the headlines it's, yeah we got that and then it was like shortly after dana white you know like look there was like a video that i saw with the dana white thing it just looks like he was him and his wife got in an argument and they were like slapping each other
0: oh yeah no they they were they were going at it
1: yeah he, he there's a video of dana
0: white in cabo him and his wife new year's eve Then he came out on TMZ and did an interview the next day right away and, you know, was embarrassed by it and, you know, condemned that kind of behavior because he's been one of the most outspoken people. Anytime his UFC fighters are in some kind of domestic Mm -hmm. violence dispute or something that has to do with a male hitting a female, you know, he's been very outspoken on that. And then to kind of, you know, be in a hypocritical position of laying hands on your wife in public. I'm curious to see what's gonna happen. And I think it was I forget what the company is, Ever something. Evercore? Ever, is Ever Encore. Um, or something like that. That's their like own. Pr- pretty coverage. pretty significant drop in their stock I think after their that video company. surfaced. Yeah. And so I'm curious to see. Will they make him step down, do you think in, in that capacity that makes so. any difference from no. a no, you
1: know, I don't think so. Gavin Newsom cheated on his wife and just came out and said sorry. So I think you can hate your wife and just say sorry, especially if it, you if can, you're in that position. Yeah, and I and I'm not condemning his behavior by any means. It's wrong, but what I mean is, I'm I think he can apologize, and it's not a it's scandal. not a you need to you need yeah. to step down. Now it's not thing. a career ender, or a, it's if he didn't fall on his sword, then we're talking a different story. Yeah, but as long as you admit you're wrong, everybody does stuff that's not right. Yeah. So just admitting when you're wrong when you're wrong is an important thing. And that's just part of being a human being. Yep. Everybody makes mistakes. That's Mm -hmm. for sure.
0: Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors Michael Berry, Michael Berry, Michael Berry, whatever, yeah. whatever
1: we want to call him. You he know, he and I were hitting on some points together, and then he said some stuff that I'm not necessarily in agreement so, with. So, talk a little bit about what is his prediction for
0: 2023? What do you agree with, and what do you disagree
1: with? Oh, excuse me, I had the yawns there. Um, the things that I agree with were that he has, he said that, first of all, duh, we've been in a recession, and we're currently still in one. And I would say like the tail end of one Um, that I agree with. Second, he says the Fed is going to likely need to slow to and and then to a halt on interest rates because there's no reason to raise them anymore because inflation had peaked out last year. So why keep raising them and hurting the economy further? So I agree with him on that. Uh, Third thing he said, and we won't we might be in a disagreement on timing, but I do believe the Fed is going to cut interest rates this year. I have to keep saying this year because it is this year. Yeah, it is. Um, When, likely sometime in Q3. Um, End of Q2, maybe the earliest, and that's really the early, 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 earliest, but I really think sometime in Q3. And I don't think they're going to, something that me and you were talking about earlier, and I saw they don't need to print any money, or anything like that. Like when they cut interest rates, it's just they're going to lower the, the the monetary. Essentially, they're going to loosen up the belt of monetary policy, make it cheaper for institutions to lend people money, um, but they don't need to create any more money to do so. So, no stimulus, no, no. printing. No, there's no reason to. There's no reason to like print money. Unless we, the reason they did that the last time they cut interest rates was because people needed money in order to Mm -hmm. put it back into the economy. Essentially, it was like laundering money; was taking money that didn't exist, putting it on a ledger, giving it to people, and making it exist. Now, yep, that's what caused the inflation. Yep, Um, too many dollars chasing too few goods. So, the um, so he thinks inflation is going to kick up again, though, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: but that's where I don't agree with him. Because that why why what is the point he's trying to make
1: there? Um, I think he is looking at data from a single data point if that data point stayed stagnant and just kept going that way. Mm. And so I don't disagree with that. but there's too many systemic um, influences in the market to make that a reality. And what the reality is is, We're going to see probably a slight bump in the unemployment rate, but nothing that's concerning to the mid-4s to low-4s. We're going to see inflation be recognized that it is down and it is in control. And that's going to give confidence back to consumers and builders and businesses to then make investments moving forward, Mm -hmm. which is going to change the landscape of how the market looks based on where he's applying his data point, in my opinion. Um, he's not since 2008, he hasn't been super right on a on a bunch of stuff. So just not, not hating on him, but just pointing that out. Um, so I, I do like his points though, because he's very technical and I do believe, um, he does have some good points made there. My opinion is, um, I'm looking at the bond market and then looking at the stock market and the stock market, you know, is a six month, you know, looking forward-looking entity. And I don't think it's saying in six months, we're going to have a stock market like we have now. I think it's saying the opposite. And the bond market is kind of saying the same as well. So that's where I'm putting my chips uh, in is what I was saying uh, from the middle of last year through the end of the year, and then slowing into this year has so far been on point. And I'm going to stick with that thesis that we should have one more rate increase of 25 basis points. And they're probably going to pause I do think it's going to be an extended pause into kind
0: of Yeah, I think they need to
1: they need to let the pause play out, you know. Yeah, I they're going to like the gonna power say, okay, of the pause. Raise. Oh, okay, we don't need to raise anymore because data's catching up. Mm-hmm. Then i are going to meet again and say we don't need to raise again, but we're going to still let data catch up. Then they're going to say, "Oh, look, data caught up. We're good. We can actually start cutting potentially at the next meeting." Then we're going to start cutting. Yeah. And I think what that's going to do is coincide with the rebound of the um the state market, which I think will begin, or the start of it, it'll bottom out right when the stock market starts to make its rebound. And then it'll start its beginnings, and beginnings of its rebound, which is, you'll see people's savings start increasing. And then towards like the back half, and have like a weird seasonality to it, I think you'll have a large, larger influx of buyers in the fall than you will in the spring. We do have, I think reports came out this week, the
0: um savings rate right now for most individuals has been depleting over the last quarter and then the credit card usage usage report was that it was
1: it peaked out and it's going back down yeah that's what it said yeah um and seasonally that's that's typically what happens uh, around november you have black you know black friday mm-hmm. um you have people buying for travel and stuff like that. So what we should see is a reversal in that trend. If if that's not a chronic long-term trend, I'm not terribly worried about uh, those data points.
0: Reporting came out today, construction spending increased by 0.2% in November. Mm-hmm. I thought that was good. We And that's public and private. We've got Altos reports, inventory is down 3.4% week over week and down 15%. From the peak of October 28th, 2022. So that's good. We're seeing that trend in a direction that ultimately is part of the reason why home values are still relatively steady um, in some markets going up, um, in Mm -hmm. certain markets, you know, slowly starting to trickle down. But I think it's okay if it does
1: kind of a doom doom you know i don't I, I don't think it's good for any market. it doesn't to need
0: to see down. uh no. like exactly like you said you know uh, a very sharp
1: mm-hmm. v it'll just be a um, gradual kind of yeah probably plateau or- which is ultimately
0: the soft landing that they want to see right mm-hmm. like that no, nobody wants to see the, the bottom fall out of anything correct um based on what we're you know what storm we're trying to navigate flying through right now so i don't know i mean a lot of the You know, conversation for the last year or two is it's going to be a hard landing. It's going to be a hard landing. And yet how it's playing out right now, I mean, doesn't look like it's going to be as hard of a landing as many people were predicting. And if anything, they're navigating. I mean, the Fed, you could definitely argue the Fed has made some, you know,
1: bad decisions, bad decisions. But they've they've, they have done an overall okay job.
0: Somewhat course corrected along the way. Yeah. in a way they that makes the harshest of, critics kind of have to take a step back.
1: They need to do a pretty hard adjustment, though, here, which they did start the trend to lower, which is good. Well, that's where I think this next
0: the, the next three months in Q1 are going to be really interesting to see how they navigate, right? We
1: should have a 25 in February, and then I hope that they pause after that. Yeah, that's my that's my hope. We're, we're going to learn a lot tomorrow um, at the uh, meeting because the minutes come out and that's going to be a very big indicator on the hawkishness or dovishness i am uh, assuming there's going to be mildly dovish comments that's my anticipation
0: so let's wrap it up on this sure we got mr cardone who's always in headline news he actually in this last week was in headline news because he's now part of another class action lawsuit um when you're a big public figure like that, you always got a target on your back. You always got people criticizing you, people that are loving you. But this last week, he caught a lot of heat for a speech that he gave on stage at a conference. And basically the you know paraphrasing of what he said was that, If you don't make four hundred thousand dollars a year, you're essentially a loser, or you're an embarrassment. Yeah, I think that the word would
1: come home to my wife if I was made. I believe so. If you didn't say that, he said something to that effect, and I was like, wow. And so, I thought that was really
0: harsh because I know a lot of people that are firefighters, police officers, work in the military, are teachers who are amazing people, who work their asses off, who provide massive value, and just chose not to make, you know, m- money and yeah. the the financial path their core focus of how they live and lead their lives. And so he's really started to kind of backtrack, but then now he's really kind of doubling down on it, saying, you know, if you work 365 days a year and you take 24 hours a day, you know, that essentially, if you, you know, break that all down out of $400,000, that's 45 bucks an hour. And if you can't figure out a way to make $45 an hour. Nobody works 24 hours
1: a day. That's number one.
0: Yeah. Number one, I was going to say, nobody works 24 hours a day. You got to sleep in there.
1: Nobody works. And and nobody generally works 365 days a year. Including him. So So it just doesn't doesn't work that way.
0: I was just curious knowing that you uh, are a big Grant Cardone fan.
1: Oh yeah. He's a, uh, he's what? definitely somebody, uh, I have is, uh, what your thoughts were on that statement. And, and what do you, what do you say just, to that? That's just not a factual statement because the thing is like somebody makes $400,000 in California and then makes $400,000 in Iowa. I promise you a person making $400,000 in Iowa makes more money. Yeah. It, um, it's applied based on where you live. And so I think his definition, somebody that has, has scammed, uh non-accredited investors out of money and lied to people consistently on what he was going to do to get to where he's at. I'm not surprised that he said what he said. Yeah.
0: My my only thought was and I was just curious on yours was, you know, if you're if you're somebody that wants to be financially free mm-hmm. and you know, you you want to lead a great life, my My rebuttal to Grant Cardone is you don't need to make $400,000 a year to become financially
1: free and live your own definition of a rich life. I know people that don't work at all that live off of $10,000 a month and they enjoy their life. Yeah. They literally just travel all the time. And so,
0: you know, the embarrassment comment or loser comment, you know, I I denounce that in, in the sense of going back to thankful for having someone like Ryan and why we geek out on what we geek out on is... For whatever your lifestyle goal is and when you want to achieve that by, mm-hmm. there's a plan for that. Correct. You just got to get clarity on what that plan is and get in the trenches and execute on you know what that plan consists of. Mm-hmm. And it may and most likely doesn't need to be $400,000 a year. So... Just keep that in mind. If you were somebody that saw that and you felt embarrassed or you felt it's like a awesome loser, if
1: you are making more than that, of it's course, awesome. If you are making less than that, your parameters should be: if you look in the mirror, are you happy? Are you healthy? Are you financially sound? That's more important than the dollar value. The dollar value is great when it's high. because sure. it makes things a lot easier. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was just not accurate. Grant yeah. Cardone again, wrong. And we'll probably continue to be wrong.
0: That being said, I'm so grateful to be rocking another year with you guys. And this show would be nothing without all of our Millionaire Mindcast listeners, all the support you guys provide, all the people that you share this podcast with. If you haven't left us a review yet, all we ask, head over to iTunes, leave us a review. Don't forget to subscribe. If you're new to the show, welcome in. Head over to MillionaireMindcast.com. Check out all the cool stuff that we have there. Um, The Rich Life Planners, just to clarify, we have the PDF for sale right now. The physical planners are going to be here mid January, and those will be getting um, put up on the store and available for sale probably here. What Tone, we're thinking like the end of the month. Yeah, end of the month, and um, starting to at least get physical planners in people's hands. Mm. So excited about that. As well as if you want to take advantage of your free financial X ray, connect with Ryan and his team, X ray to 844 447 1555. My credit investors deals to 447 1555. Mm -hmm. And we want to connect with you. We want to hang out in person, text the word events to that same phone number. If you want to get updates and info for, again, these sell out really quick. They're eight to 10 people all high net worth individuals, amazing individuals. And um, we're gonna be doing some exciting stuff here in 2023 and we'd love that to include you. So with that being said, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March to a Million and Beyond. We'll see you guys in next week's episode. Cheers, y'all. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Wealth Building Wednesday. Be sure to tune in next week for more news and updates. If you got some value from today's show, all we ask is that you either leave a review on whatever podcasting platform you enjoy listening to this content on, Or share this with somebody that you know can gain some insight, some value from it. One of the things that you guys know about Ryan and I is, you know, we definitely won't say we have all the answers and we definitely won't say we know it all. We just want to bring conversation to the areas, the topics that we believe are really important to bring attention and awareness to, to help you sharpen your axe, put more tools on your tool belt, weaponize you to make the best decisions that align not only with your financial goals, right, but your lifestyle goals. So if you guys want to take advantage of Ryan's free financial x-ray on your investment portfolio, all you have to do is text the word x-ray to 844-447-1555. Most people have no idea what they're being charged from a fee perspective or really in most cases overcharged and whether or not their current investment plan is actually aligned with what they're trying to accomplish and by when. And this is something Ryan does for all of our listeners for free. So be sure to take them up on that x-ray, one word, 844-447-1555. Also, if you are someone who is serious about building your wealth and you're already kind of established, but you want to surround yourself with other like-minded, high net worth individuals, be sure to text WEALTHCAMP, one word, to 844-447-1555 to learn more about our intimate five-star experiences with other like-minded business owners and investors to cross-pollinate, to hear what they're doing and to have a whole, a whole hell of a lot of fun while we're doing it. And last, if you wanna know more about consulting or getting mentorship directly from me or from Ryan, you can learn more by texting the word MENTOR to 844-447-1555. With that being said, that's all for this week. Until next Keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your march to a million and beyond. Cheers, my friends.